Welcome to Taking the High Road, a Driver Reach and Freight Waves production. I'm your host, Jeremy Raymer, founder and CEO of Driver Reach. On this show, I interview industry experts and thought leaders who bring their insights to the driver lifecycle as we discuss the industry's greatest challenges, driver recruiting and retention. Thank you for all the positive feedback on the show. Uh, please remember to rate and review Taking the Higher Road on whatever platform you're using to listen. I'm really excited uh, to introduce today's guests, but before I do, as the founder and CEO of Driver Reach, I've been hosting Taking the Higher Road since the beginning of 2021. Uh, I try to mix it up with, with carriers as well as industry vendors who are, who are making a difference when it comes to recruiting and retention. Uh, but I almost never talk about Driver Reach. So today, I'm honored to be joined by an industry veteran with an impeccable reputation, Wendy Bartz, Director of Sales and Services for Driver Reach. Great to see you, Wendy. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Jeremy. I'm honored to be here with you. Well, during today's conversation, uh, I'd like to cover the challenging environment that we're operating in today, both from a, a recruiting standpoint and a retention standpoint. Uh, I'd like to talk about what you're doing uh, to make a difference. And I'd also like to discuss some practical takeaways for the audience to consider implementing right away. And of course, we'll take a question submitted by a listener during our deeper dive segment. Uh, does that work for you? Yep, absolutely. All right, so let's uh, let's dive in because prior uh, to joining Driver Reach, you you actually spent all of your trucking career on the carrier side, right? Leading a recruit leading recruiting efforts of some sizable organizations. What was it that prompted you to consider working for a vendor uh, to the industry instead of uh, a carrier? Yeah, absolutely. I am extremely thankful first to have been part of the carriers that I worked for through over the years. They taught me so much just about process, training, and all the different things that you that you have to do to run a successful recruiting team. The coolest part about trans, transferring over to more of that vendor side is now today, I get to help many carriers of all different sizes, all different processes, and I try really hard to keep their culture because every company has their unique culture within them. So keeping that and making a tweak here and there to just really show results in a different way has been beyond rewarding in the last couple of years. So as a former director of recruiting, can you describe you know, how you went about building a recruiting team? Yeah, a lot of it starts to when you first when I first joined a carrier and had to take a step back to see what they were doing today, learn how they're doing it. It's it's really getting to know the team and their strengths and weaknesses, as well as your internal customers, safety, operations, and how does all of that interact with each other and what's that overall process? And really understanding what it is today when I first started with that company. And then over the course of 60, 90 days, being able to look at, okay, what are some of those changes that we could make, bite-sized chunks, not all at once, because it's really important that you see what's working and what isn't before you go too deep, and change those processes to make a difference and work with the internal customers. But then the next layer is really finding good recruiters, as well as coaching and mentoring the current recruiters and, and talent that's there. It's so critical that your team has that sales set, sales set mindset. Um, it, it, it's important that they're thinking about recruiting as sales. And I could teach trucking, um, but I can't teach, you know, having a, a go-getter drive and aggressive mentality of really working with the drivers uh, as you're working them through the process. 
And that's an interesting uh, point that you make, because I think a lot of times recruiters are, are more reactive, right? So when they get a lead come in, for example, they'll call or some, you know, a, a, you know, attempt to communicate with that lead. But to your point, recruiting is sales. Um, you would promote more of a uh, certainly reactive when it's warranted, but a more proactive approach as well. Um, you know, and, and I and I know I want to unpack that a little bit more. I'll, we'll come back to it because you mentioned recruiting sales, and I do want to come back to that in a second. But I think recognizing that that speed to hire and efficiency is critical in in successful recruiting and hiring of drivers. Have you noticed uh, an increase in in companies' willingness to uh, embrace technology, uh, especially in the last year or so? What, what do you think? What have you seen? Absolutely. And I always I like to say you have to change your approach to change your results. And companies that have have really had that process, this is how we've always done it. We've never had this pressure and competition like it is today. They're forced to have to really take a step back and change that approach. Technology has to help drive that success and that efficiency with the process. But furthermore, you have to think of it from the driver's perspective. Like I always like to say, when was the last time you put your yourself in the driver's shoes? And you have to do that through that application process. And just imagine going out to a website and downloading a PDF file, printing it, handwriting your application, and then emailing it or faxing it back to the company. You just can't do that any, anymore and get away with it. Drivers want easy. They want to fill out a short form and they want to learn more about your company before they fill out that full DOT application, just because they're getting hit from all different angles uh, from the competition. And they don't know who to apply for or with until they have a little bit more information, relationship starts, conversation starts, and they feel more comfortable. Well, and a couple of things that you, you, you technology doesn't replace uh, the 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 recruiter or the recruiting process, right? It just enhances it. That's the whole idea, is to help you operate more efficiently. And and you also made a statement. You talked about they want to learn more. Drivers, you know, applicants want to learn more about you. And it's easier today than it's ever been for for a driver to to do a, a Google search or you know look up in some of the different forums and sites that are about reputation and so on. And um, that, that makes it very easy for them. So I think it's important you would agree to. Um, to be mindful of what is out there about you and make sure that you're focused on 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 having a good reputation and managing that reputation cuz cuz it could be the death knell if uh if you don't. Yeah, very much so. Just think of us. I mean, I use Google reviews all the time to go look at a restaurant or a hotel or anything that we're doing. Drivers are doing the exact same thing. They're looking at your Facebook reviews, they're looking at your Google reviews to see what other drivers are saying about you. Well, and, and just to add to that, uh, we were, I had the family on a, on a family trip and we were looking at restaurants to eat at and you're in a town that you don't know. And that's all we went on. How many, how many different reviews were there and what was the average score? And so uh, I think we're going to see more and more of that. I think uh, so. I, I think that's a worth worthy of putting a pin in it and remembering that for our audience. It's something to really be uh, aware of. So Back to the technology, you know, we, we, we recognize technology alone won't change the results. Uh, certainly helps, but what else can carriers do in order to have more success, uh, more success in their in their recruiting efforts? Yeah, so training, 
um, and coaching, but also just that simple process internally too. Uh, there's times where when was the last time you looked at your qualifications or your hiring areas or your home time or just all the little things and those nuggets that the that are really important to the drivers home pay home time respect those three have been the top three for the 20 plus years I've been in this industry and I really don't see that changing anytime soon and taking a look at what does attract the driver today and is there some business strategies, best practices that you can start looking at and changing your your overall process to make it a little easier and be be able to attract more drivers from different areas? Now, you mentioned uh, coaching earlier. Um, even before the CDL driver edition of exactly what to say was written, there's books that are on either side of my shoulder, just so happened to have a copy <laughs> right here. Um, but but you were using Phil M. Jones' original Exactly What to Say book to, to train and coach your recruiting team. Is that right? I was. Yeah, you're right. And how, how did you do that? How, how successful do you feel that was? Yeah, so it was very successful. There isn't a lot of resources out there as a director of recruiting recruiter that that helped me besides I had to go out and find it. Um, and I found myself always into sales type, you know, books and publications, things I could find and tips I could pull. And I would take those tips into my biweekly meetings with my recruiters and use that. Well, once Phil Jones came out with exactly what to say, that was before the CDL recruiting edition, I used those. So I would take one magic word, I would write some scenarios with it you know, help the recruiter see here's some things you can say around pay or here's some things you can say around home time to really try to grab the driver's attention while they were having conversations. The key though to it is don't throw everything at your recruiters all at once. It's too much. They can only absorb so much and only take that that small chunk back to their desk and start applying it and, and trying to really figure out what works and what doesn't. When you throw a bunch at them, then pretty soon they're changing their entire process, everything that they're saying, and it just de really derails and depersonalizes who they are. Well, you were saying, yeah, you were saying earlier, you know, bite-sized chunks when you're when you're first, you know, coming on board and, and, and working with a team, a new team. And the, I think the same is applicable here. Um, there are opportunities. And that's one of the things that I like about, I agree with you on that book and, and you, you know, worked with uh, with me and with Phil M. Jones and putting the CDL driver recruiting edition together for exactly what to say. And what I what I like about it and what I've seen, and you've probably seen a lot of feedback from the industry on is some of the valuable takeaways and in, in recognizing that A, recruiting is sales, and B, um, sometimes, I mean, you're just trying to help them make a decision. It doesn't have to be a yes decision, just a decision so that we can move on. So both parties can move on. You know, I think Phil M. Jones refers to it as a uh, you're a professional decision maker upper, you know, you're a decision yep. catalyst. So, Mind maker upper. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Yes. And so <laughs> mm -hmm. I think what's important is this is not, it's when we think of sales a lot, you know, you think of that, you know, sketchy, you know, uh, sales guy that's, you know, kind of a grease ball. And that's not the case at all, right? We're just trying to help them uh, make a decision, make up their mind. And sometimes preventing them with certain scenarios that make it clear that, the one that is with your uh, operation is likely the best outcome, hopefully, mm -hmm. you know? 
Yeah. So, one one thing along those lines, Jeremy, to just kind of elaborate on, it's it's not only using that to know exactly what to say in conversation, but it's also why is the driver calling you? So part of that relationship, part of that conversation is really digging deep and finding out the problem. Let's face it, drivers are not just going out online and filling out a whole bunch of lead forms because they feel like they want recruiters to call and their phone to never stop. Uh, They're really just, there's a problem. Could be home time, could be pay. it's, It's on us as recruiters to really figure out what that is and then as my company, can I solve that problem with what I have to offer? Or if I can't, and the driver wants something I can't offer, then it's moving on. So you're really focused and honed in on spending time with the right drivers that are coming into your pipeline. Well, you talk about digging deeper and asking those questions. I think the key there is that, that you're trying to collect information. And to do that, you have to listen. And you can't just be talk, 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 talk. And let me tell you all about this job. And here's what it's about. But you really do need to to listen. And it reminds me of a book. And I think I've shared this uh, on the show before. But, you know, no one likes to be around someone who talks too much. You know, and that guy talks all the time, you know. But no one says, that guy just listens too much. You know, listening is good. People people listening is a a strength uh, that uh, not enough of us uh, exercise. So, and I think to your point, it's really important to listen, to understand, to digest what it is that that particular applicant's looking for, and then make sure that it's a fit. And then you help them to make a decision. Yeah. And it's helping your recruiters know not to information dump. A lot of times, and this is just more from the past of the industry, before we really had to bring sales strong into the driver recruiting piece. It's we would just information dump. I was guilty of it early on in my career as a recruiter. I would just say everything that we had to offer. And then over time, as things got harder, more competitive, you learn that you had to add that relationship and sales piece into it. You can't just dump everything. And that goes to exactly what you're saying. And and it's harder today than I've ever seen it. I, I know you share the same sentiment. Um, I think it's probably a perfect uh, segue to the deeper dive uh, question, which um, question is, how do I address recruiter burnout? I'm afraid I have recruiters who are just getting tired of being beaten up all day with so much pressure, et cetera. What do you, what do you think? How do we address recruiter burnout? Yeah. One thing that always worked for me is I would make it fun. I mean, you're, you're, you know what your metrics are, you know what your KPIs are from just being successful, whether it's a recruiter or leadership role. How can you make it fun? You can play some really fun games, have prizes along the way. It doesn't have to cost a lot, but let me tell you the morale of a team doing that is absolutely huge. And they just have something to look forward to. It's good, healthy competition. One of the carriers I worked at they were huge into sports. They know who they are if they're listening, but they were absolutely phenomenal when it came to just every sport, sporting event that kind of went through uh, the country at times. And we would just do our games right around football and, you know, March Madness, all of that. And it was so much fun. You know, when it is this hard, I think to your point, you know, you want to celebrate wins. And those wins may not be the same that they used to be when, you know, when times were not nearly as, challenging as they are today. But I think for morale purposes, to your point, celebrating wins, 
um, recognizing um, effort and people who are really working hard. I think it's important. People, you know, we, we need that acknowledgement, you know, from time to time. And sometimes uh, that makes the difference between just utter burnout and say, I'm, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. This is just too hard. And I don't feel like I'm, I'm not making a difference and my uh, effort isn't, uh, isn't paying off. So, yeah, I was just going to add to that, knowing your people and really understanding like who they are and what makes them tick is really important. And if I was a driver recruiter longer than two years before my career started getting into leadership roles and training and all, all different types of things, I would have left that company if they didn't see that value in me. So it's really critical if, if you're a manager, you're leading a team, you, you'll see that your recruiters are getting burned out. Is there other opportunities within your organization, within your own department that you could start, you know, challenging that person in a different way? If they're, if they're really good at what they do, you don't want to lose them within the organization. What else can they do to be successful and to keep them just, you know, on a career path that is really motivating to them? I know at times it wasn't easy to let some of your best recruiters go um, or go to other departments within the organization. But it was really important to me to care about that person and what they want in life. And, you know, that I just kept on focusing on training the next best recruiter and, and working with that team to keep it where it needed to be. Now, that sort of mentality, you seem like the type of person I'd like to work for. Are you, uh, are you hiring? <laughs> and, Always and all, hiring, Jeremy. In <laughs> all, all seriousness, you know, well, you came from a recruiting background, right? You know, you know, perhaps uh, some who are who are really you know burned out would be interested in in following your steps and moving over to the vendor side. Do you find that that people with a recruiting background are are valuable with your team at Driver Reach? Absolutely. So you're spot on. I was in burnout mode from the carrier side. Um, again, I don't regret any of my career path, but I needed something different. I needed a new challenge, whatever that might be. And I landed at driver reach. It was the best decision I've made because it did bring it. I have good balance. Um, but again, it goes back to what I said at the beginning is that I just get the opportunity to help so many companies. So as driver recruiters who are experienced and they're starting to feel that fatigue and that burnout, being able to switch to a sales type position as we do at Driver Reach and now selling that process and selling that success and that reward, there's just so much that comes out of it. And you know it, what makes a good recruiting team successful. And now you get to share that with so many companies that just need that expert level of advice. Yeah, and, and that wasn't a, a, a prompted question, obviously, but I appreciate your response. And yeah, I'm uh, you, you've grown a lot, you've grown the team a lot, and, and, and have had a lot of success. So that's really encouraging. Um, let's talk about some practical takeaways. Um, maybe if could you list a couple things that you know, if companies would do them, it would make a huge difference in in their recruiting efforts. Anything come to mind? Yeah, it you know, one thing that comes to mind is if you're still operating out of getting leads to an email, for example, and all of your marketing efforts are coming into an email, it, there's zero visibility um, when it comes to having a backup, having other having data that helps you understand where the leads coming for, from, where's the success. Uh, it's just not a, a efficient way of being able to do your process. 
So having that visibility and using technology to have visibility and that really strong understanding is extremely important. The second one that's really important that comes to mind is just having CRM, which is candidate relationship management. So think about all the engagement that you have to do today. How many touches does it take to get a driver on the phone? It's 12 to 15. And you really want to be able to use a system to track that and have an understanding because yours might be 18 or maybe it's only five. But if you have nothing that's helping you really track that, um, everything that you're doing and uh, all of that information and data of your recruiters, it's tough to make decisions without that data. Well, and one of the things that I've uh, I've shared a lot over the last few years, and it's frustrating, you know, people recognize, oh, you got to get on them right away. If you get a lead, you got to jump on them right away. And I agree 100% because it's, it's, it's tough, right? Competition is tough. But a lot of times they'll leave a voicemail and then they just wait for that driver to call back. And so for the longest time, you know, the frustration that I hear from recruiters is, I get, you know, I, I get a, a, an application and it looks good and I call the driver and I leave a voicemail and they never call me back. And I'll say, well, did you text? Did you text them right after that? Did you say, hey, I just got your, uh, I just let, got your application, just left you a voicemail. Are you available this afternoon at two o'clock? And they'll respond almost always and almost always immediately. And again, you're not replacing, uh, you're using, leveraging the technology, in this case, text messaging, um, but you're at least able to, uh, set up that call that if you didn't do that, there's a really good chance that driver's not calling you back and you can call them again and you can call them again. And eventually you'll write the driver off and say, well, I guess he's not interested, but that necessarily wasn't the case. You just didn't make it easy for them. Would you um, agree with that? Yeah. And is that something that you yeah. share as well? Absolutely. And the other layer to that too is not only from the initial, the beginning of that process, but also once you get towards that onboarding, if you're feeling like you're getting ghosted a lot, being able to text drivers, your emails are getting buried because drivers are getting so many emails every day. If you can text message some of that onboarding and make it really easy for them, it, they can they can pin it, they can save it as a favorite so it shows up uh, and it doesn't get buried. That's really important to the driver and makes it really easy from a process document standpoint. So what you're saying is better recruiting begins with a better applicant experience. That's right. That is exactly what I'm saying. And speed to hire is important too. So let's not forget about that either. <laughs> I'm, I'm really glad you joined me today. Uh, any chance you might be willing to, to sit in for me from time to time? On the, on the, I'm sure the audience would love to see you uh, lead a Taking the Higher Road uh, episode or two. Absolutely. I won't have this cool book sh bookshelf behind <laughs> me though. <laughs> we can set you up. We can set you up with that uh, with that backdrop, right? Just take a snapshot. I think you can take it anywhere you go. But um, perfect. <laughs> but Wendy, thank you so much for joining me today. It's an honor to be working with you. I uh, appreciate you sharing your insights with the audience. Absolutely, thank you. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Taking the Higher Road and for spreading the word to your industry peers. We really appreciate it. Remember, you can submit any questions or comments, including those which may appear on upcoming deeper dive segments, at podcast at driverreach.com. And don't forget to rate and review Taking the Higher Road on whatever platform you listen. Until next time, thank you for Taking the Higher Road. Trimble creates technology that empowers carriers to maximize resource utilization and streamline the driver experience to help them stay safe, compliant, and productive. 
Find out how by visiting transportation.trimble.com.